0: Hello everyone, this is Abhishek Sharma, Advocate and Managing Partner at Polasti Legal. Um, Like I said in the introduction podcast, the purpose of this podcast series is to explain the general principles of law relating to intellectual property and other areas of law. Um, You may also note that specific legal issues may need specific legal analysis and in case you have any legal issues, please contact an attorney of your choice. Um in this episode, I'm going to talk about what is intellectual property and what are the different types of intellectual property. Um, simply speaking, the term intellectual property means any property that you create out of your intellect. Hence the word intellectual property. So anything that you create from your brain with your hard work and labor is your intellectual property. Um, this creation could be an invention, could be a book. It could be uh, a painting. It could be a name for your business. It could be uh, a song. It could be software, or it could be even the unique shape of a chair that you're sitting on, or anything else. Um, see, the law recognizes, the law wants to recognize the hard work and the skill of an inventor, a creator, or or an artist who who spends his valuable time and effort for making something new, for making something useful for the world, right? Um, In return, it only makes sense that we provide them with certain benefits, which even the laws uh, aim to provide certain benefits in the form of certain legal rights uh, on such creations. Um, These rights that one can get on their intellectual creations these uh, bundle of rights are called intellectual property rights and of course depending on the nature of the intellectual property we get corresponding intellectual property rights Um, to give you an example let's say on brand names uh, we get trademark rights Um, on on literary or artistic works we get copyrights on unique shape of products um, you can get design protection and so on. Um, it is also important to understand that uh, these concepts, you know, sometimes overlap with each other. So there could be a copyright in your design as well. So we'll talk about that in, in the next series. Um, through th- this podcast, my attempt will be to throw some light on these concepts, basic concepts and assist see- assist you guys in identifying and, you know, if needed, protecting your intellectual property. Okay, so first we'll talk about uh, what's a trademark. As the name itself suggests, a trademark is basically a brand name. Uh, it, it's it's a name that one uses to identify his products or his services. Um, you also use this name not just to identify your business or, or, or things that you're selling or services that you're offering, but also to distinguish your products and services from other products and services in the market. Um, In our day-to-day lives, we come across trademarks left, right, and center. If you look at uh, brand names such as Colgate, or uh, Apple, or Google, or Samsung, or let's say Suzuki, you know, uh, these names and logos of different products are called trademarks. Now, you may also note that A trademark can be a name, for example Colgate or Apple, it's a name, it's a word, Um, it could be a combination of words, it could be a symbol, it could be, let's say the Apple uh, logo, Apple symbol, it could be a slogan, it could be a color combination, let's say the color combination of the Pepsi logo, the blue and red, or even a sound. Anything, so basically anything that identifies your products or services uh, from others in the market is capable of being called as a trademark. Um, I'll give you some examples. Uh, Let's say the name um, Mobla for for pens or for watches, or um, Emirates for airlines. You know, these are examples of trademarks. Um, The brand Pepsi. For, for soft drinks is is an, is a great example. In fact, one of the most um, you know well known trademarks around the world. Um, the slogan, let's say, uh, I am loving it for McDonald's. That's an example of a, of a trademark as well because it's a slogan. So as I said, basically anything that represents your product or service is your trademark. Um, if it refers to your products, we usually call it a trademark. Trademark. And in case of services, we call it a service mark. So for example, um, any company that let's say a bank, you know, HSBC or Standard Chartered. These are examples of um, services, you know, institutions that are providing banking services to you. So HSBC and uh, Standard Chartered are examples of service marks. But then for physical products like Apple or Samsung or, or, uh, or Pepsi, These are examples of trademarks. Um, Okay, next we're going to talk about the general concept of copyright. Mm, A copyright basically uh, is is, is a bundle of rights. It's not just one right. It's a bundle of rights that is given to the creators or people who express originally uh, any literary work. For example, a book, any literature related things, a book, um, an article, uh, so any literary work or artistic work or musical work or dramatic work or even the producers of movies. You know, a lot of times um, during my practice, I get this question that my book is is a very simple book about life and uh, relationships. It doesn't talk about something very unique. It's it's a collection of general knowledge that I've gathered over the years, and it's actually only 20 pages or 25 pages. Can I still apply for a copyright protection? So here's what you need to know. The answer is absolutely yes. See, copyright uh, does not does not look into the quality or the quantity of the work. OK, so a not so beautiful painting will get the same protection as as a very very creative modern art type of painting, uh, what matters is the original method of expression, the original expression. That is what matters. If you have originally expressed it, you can get a copyright on it. And guess what? If copyright comes into existence as soon as the work is created. Like you don't have to physically register the work anywhere. Of course, there are certain benefits. We'll talk about that. Uh, but it is not mandatory to file a copyright uh, application Uh, but yes as I said you have to prove in that case that you were the first one who created that work if you register a copyright then pretty much you have a stamp of the government or stamp of the law on your side which states that you are the owner of uh, that creative work Um, obviously it has a very strong evidentiary value and if anybody challenges your um, rights in, in your in your creative work you can easily show them um, the uh, the registration certificate and say this is what, what I have, this is what the law has given to me. Um, the So, okay, so copyright. So, so the rights that you get from a copyright registration, um, as I said earlier, is a bundle of rights. It's not just a single right. Um, the first and the foremost is reproduction of the work. So you have the 100% authority, 100% rights to reproduce the work as many times as you want. You can communicate the work to the public. You can uh, adapt the work. Um, you can translate the work. Um, adaptation basically means, let's say, making a movie out of a book or a novel uh, and that kind of things. So these are certain rights that you get in under, under copyright law. Uh, next, we're going to talk about the design laws in India. So what does a design protect? Um, it's very simple, actually, if you think about it. In simpler terms, design law protects the external appearance of an article. It protects the external appearance of an article. Um, See, you know, sometimes you buy a product uh, not just because they're useful, but also because they look good, right? Because of their appearance. So let's say um, I walk into a store and I I have to buy a water bottle. Uh, Let's say I have a regular water bottle in front of me. And on the other side, I have a water bottle that looks like an Eiffel Tower. Won't you buy it? Maybe. You know, if I have a water bottle, a cool water bottle that looks like an Eiffel Tower, I, I might just buy it, right? So, in that case, you're buying because it is attractive to the eye, right? It's it's not, it doesn't work differently than, um, differently from the other normal water bottle, Okay, it's just because it is attractive to the eye, you, you, may, you may buy it. It may store the same amount of water as others, but this one is attractive. Hence, the external shape um, of the product of, of the water bottle may compel you to buy it, right? So, the design of the water bottle, in this case, can be protected under design law. Do you understand? So, the design of the water bottle, like the Eiffel Tower-shaped Uh, water bottle can be protected under the design laws obviously Eiffel Tower is just an example that I'm giving you but I hope you get the idea Um, let me um, throw in another example how about um, how about a palm-shaped chair you know if you sit on that chair it looks like you're sitting on somebody's palm with armrests and everything Uh, don't you think it'll appeal more than a normal chair Or how about um, a car-shaped mouse? How about a a mouse, a computer mouse, that looks like a car, that looks like a Ferrari? How about that? Right? Um, That is what the design law protects. Um, So in the end, I would like to say that, see, design does not change the function of the product. It just makes it more appealing to the eye. Um, you can protect the external design if it's more appealing to the eye. You cannot claim that you have invented the mouse, okay? But you can definitely claim that a mouse that looks like for a, a, a very unique design um, is what your what your uh, design is is, is is what your contribution to the product is, or a palm-shaped chair, as I as I explained earlier. Um, so these were some of the examples of design. I hope this was useful um if you have any questions feel free to email me or feel email me at abhishek at polastialegal.com that's a-b-h-i-s-h-e-k at the rate p-u-l-a-s-t-y-a-l-e-g-a-l.com or you can drop in a comment or um, get in touch with me through social media thanks so much bye